0: Have you ever heard a story that just made you feel, wow, I'm ready, I'm fired up? A story that captures everyone's attention and gets you to spread it to all your friends? Or how about a story that creates real impact and connection with the audience? Why do stories do this? And how can we create stories like this in business? I've been obsessed with figuring these questions out. I've been starting and failing multiple online businesses now for two years, struggling to find an audience I truly wanted to serve. It wasn't until I discovered my dream customers were struggling with these exact questions, except I didn't know where to find these people. I hopped on a plane to the US to attend a marketing conference that I met my dream customers, and I saw firsthand how powerful stories really are. After that, I went all in on my hunch. If you're looking for the real secrets behind how stories can get your audience fired up to take action and to change their lives through your words, this podcast is for you. My name is Jules Dan and this is Storytelling Secrets. Alright, welcome back to another episode of Storytelling Secrets. Pumped, I'm really pumped today because if you are a personal brander, if you're a personal brand, um, you're on Instagram, you're thinking of jumping on Instagram, you're going to want to stick around for this episode. I've got a special guest today, Derek Vidal, and he's the host of the Instagram Marketing Secrets Podcast. And we are talking everything from ads, stories, content creation, content strategy, uh, building a list with, with, uh, contests, um, all, all good things about how do you create a real loyal following of raving fans and, uh. In, and in, in case you're wondering, yes, of course, he has a freebie teaching you all this great stuff. I'm going to leave it in the show notes below. Um, but anyways, um, I had a really good chat today with De- uh, Derek. We go into a, a lot of detail. Lot I really pulled out some of the juicy, meaty details, and he even said afterwards, look, I haven't even mentioned some of this stuff on my podcast yet. Um, I've been waiting. <laughs> so you guys are in for a real treat today. And I know you're going to be looking forward to it. This is definitely one of those episodes where you're going to need to maybe listen to it a couple times. Uh, maybe the first time, you know, just get a good idea. The second time, piece of paper out, take some notes. Everyone says that, of course, um, but nothing will sink in unless you really listen to it a couple times. But I'm super, super pumped for you to uh, listen to this. So I hope you enjoy the episode today with Derek Vidal from Instagram Marketing Secrets. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Storytelling Secrets. I'm here with Derek Vidal, and he's going to be our resident Instagram marketing expert today. And uh, Derek, how's it going? I'm doing great, Joel. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, It's going to be a nice chat today. We haven't had an Instagram expert come on. And uh, I know Instagram has a lot of aspects to do with storytelling, but, but first, Derek, um, I was hoping you could tell my audience a little bit um, how you got started and how you got to where you are right now.
1: Yeah, so I always got to give a mention to my first ever entrepreneur venture, and it was selling Cutco knives. Uh, it's only in United States and Canada, but basically it's direct sales. And I was doing it in college. I got let go of my waiter position, and I was looking for something that would build, like you know, entrepreneur skills or something, rather than just getting another serving job at the time. Uh, looked up entry level sales, found this Cutco job. Didn't think I'd do it long, but. Ended up selling knives for over seven years and did pretty well at that. Uh, Eventually, I was just looking for a business opportunity that didn't make me have to drive around everywhere um, because it really was just every appointment we would drive out to the customer's house and I really was never one to complain about it because I was just part of the job. But I was looking for uh, building a residual income stream, started hearing about online marketing, uh, specifically the Amazon FBA was the first opportunity that made me really excited and uh, got into that, found uh, a little niche in the aquarium industry that I wanted to act on. So my buddy, I teamed up with a a buddy of mine who's a mechanical engineer and I'm obviously the the marketing guy, which is actually really key because I tried to start a bunch of businesses with other friends that were also the marketing guy for a while and it just never we just butted heads on every marketing decision and had no one to uh be able to do the other job, so you got to pick someone that's a different skill set but he and I have been working on that for over two years now, just adding uh more and more products and we do a little bit of drop shipping a little bit of affiliate f b a and uh most of our traffic was coming from Instagram, so that's how the whole teaching Instagram thing came into play uh when I started the podcast. I actually had no intentions. Uh, of how I was going to monetize it at all, Uh, even like doing ad space on the podcast. I had no intentions. I just saw an opening in the Instagram marketing uh, realm as far as podcasts go. There's a ton of people that do stuff on YouTube. Um, But we were just doing pretty well on Instagram marketing for e-commerce at that time. I searched for an Instagram podcast. I couldn't find it. I kept looking around, kept looking around, didn't find it. And uh, I had some time that day that I figured it out. So I didn't want to, you know, dig around anymore. And I just got right to it. And I uh, published a few episodes that day. So that's how I got started with Instagram marketing. And it's just uh, gone up from there. So now I uh, am completely out of that direct sales job. And I just do full-time e-commerce and then going back and teaching what I learn on Instagram marketing, on the podcast and other
0: platforms nice okay so you've got a really cool story because you went out you actually did something about it uh the aquarium niche as well very very i haven't heard of that and we're talking about the start of the call so um i imagine it's not swimming in don't mind the pun um (laughs) swimming in competition um but yeah you found that need and you also saw that there wasn't a lot of competition with instagram marketing and now you're in the 80s episodes uh, so, right. yeah, really, really nice stuff. Um, and so, Derek, e-commerce related or not, I would still love if, if you could give my listeners a bit of a snapshot, say, of the history of selling on Instagram. Because it's going to be a little bit different back when it launched in 2012 to mm-hmm. compared to 2020.
1: Yeah, so the algorithm, as we all say, that changes a lot more than the way that you sell to people. Because sales is still the exact same. Um, All that's changed is that maybe they have more features. Like there wasn't even the story feature in 2012. You could just Mm -hmm. do regular posts. And then once they saw Snapchat was stealing all of uh, their followers' attention, they came out with the story thing to compete with Snapchat. So it more evolved in that sense in the sales just because of the new features that come on Instagram. But the general way that we talk to people on social media in that we don't want to always just be so salesy Uh, no matter if you're doing paid ads, organic, doesn't matter. We are catching people on their leisure time browsing social media. And the goal is to slow them down and give them value and eventually convert them to a sale. But a lot of times it takes nurturing that audience. So something that a lot of people don't get right with social media is that it is a slow build for a while because Mm -hmm. like, unless you do some techniques where, which usually are going to cost some money, which I'm, Totally not against. Uh, just to give you a boost, uh, if you are just going to go organic post, 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 it's going to take a while to build an audience, and even then, it takes a while to properly educate them on your products to get them to the point to where they're ready to buy, and then create urgency through social media. So it really is fostering a community, is what social media is, and that part has never changed. Um, the things with the algorithm that have changed have been just like little things, like. Uh, maybe the amount of hashtags that you should use the size of hashtags that you should use and just uh, various other, like I said, features that come on the app that you got to learn and adapt to so that you can keep people entertained. That's mostly how it's changed though.
0: Okay. That's, that's really interesting. So what you're saying is that the fundamentals have not changed and uh, because people are always looking for that, you know, that sexy silver bullet tactic. Um, But what you're saying is, you know, still posting content, still trying to build that community and of course, educating them and then still using the uh, scarcity and urgency in order to make people buy um, that hasn't changed. And so, yeah, it's all, and it's just coming down to figuring out, okay, there's a new feature. How can I take advantage of this at the present time? But still, if you don't have that foundation, then you're not really selling properly on Instagram.
1: Exactly. Yeah. If like IGTV comes out then it's like, okay, how does IGTV work in my brand? Or there's a new sticker or a pull feature. How do I utilize that? That's all how it changes.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, totally. Really, really good tactic. And um, so that's, so we're talking about like, that, that's the foundation. Now let's just sort of get into say like story selling. Cause that's what my podcast is all about. Um, what are the types of stories that you're seeing the most engagement with? That engagement could be, say, different to say actually like buying, but specifically just like people just interacting with that story.
1: Sure. Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about the engagement metrics of stories too, because when you understand how the engagement algorithms work, it's a lot more obvious of exactly uh, not just what you should post, but how you should post it. And that will make more sense in a sec. But Here's how you lose Instagram story engagement. As you guys know, when you look up at the top of Instagram, when you first get on, you have all those circles of all of the people that you follow and all of them have a story. And a lot of people follow over 500 people. And a lot of them have, you know, 30 to 50% of those people have something on their story. So you can scroll through and generally see like 100 or 200 stories. And uh, unless it's quarantine time all the time, we're probably not going to make it through all of those stories. Most people are going to make it through 10 at tops, like if anything, more like five. So the name in the game is really trying to be at the top of people's story. And I'm going to give you a lot of ways that we can uh, work to get our engagement there. But how you lose the engagement is if someone watches your story and exits off before completing it. Or they watch your story by click, 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 and they just go through really quick. So that's the thing. Um, if someone were to watch like eight of your story posts all out to completion without pressing the skip forward button, that would build a lot of engagement. So that's why posting a lot of stories can be good. However, if someone just goes click, 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 I just know from being uh, very active on the app and monitoring this for a while that that doesn't seem to help the total amount of time someone spends on your story is the metric that instagram is looking for more so than what's the amount of stories they viewed which would essentially look like a ton if someone just like clicked through the post so if you sit down and you watch it and you consistently watch that person's story then that's where they're going to put it to the front so that's how you can lose it too. If they don't, if they just stop clicking on your little circle over time, if you, they stop clicking on it, you're just going to go back and back on the line. Mm -hmm. So for that reason, we do want to be a little bit picky with the content that we put on there. It doesn't mean it has to be perfect by any means. In fact, like that's one of the joys of posting on your story. If you're just going to get on camera, it doesn't have to be as rehearsed as if you were making a YouTube video or something that's going to be a more permanent piece of content, right? It's on your story for 24 hours, you don't have to make a perfect video with a script and everything. You can just be natural, but make sure that you're actually coming to them with value. If you're just like, Oh, I haven't posted something for a while. You know what? This, this spaghetti I'm eating does look really good. I'm going to post that. (laughs) Then they see that spaghetti and they're like, I don't want to lose their story again because it's going to be spaghetti. (laughs) Just to give you an example. Um, It's like a restaurant, like how many times you have to eat at a restaurant and get food poisoning before you don't go again?
0: Yeah, would never come back.
1: One time, right? So you don't want to leave a bad taste in their mouth ever as much as you can help it. If people, less and less people are watching your story, you don't take it personally. You don't get too caught up on, oh my God, where did those 10 people go? Um, Because you're not really trying to attract everyone or get everyone's attention because you can't but you're just really trying to uh, speak to the people that really matter. So you you want to be picky about the stuff that goes on there to the extent of always be providing some sort of value because if you do a couple stories that people don't like and they just stop clicking on it, then you're going to get buried and you're not going to make it back. So for that reason, um, a lot of times when we do long form, like we're talking on our story, it's not good to do like, 12 story posts to communicate a message because very few people are going to make it through all of them you can even see like oh the first uh, slide had 100 viewers the second 98 and then ninety, and it goes down and it's like 75 actually make it through the end even though you gained a lot of story engagement for the people that did watch to the end like having it drawn out too much can make too many people leave and that will hurt your engagement so i try to at least be concise Uh, even if I'm not well scripted when I'm getting on camera.
0: Yep. Okay. There's a lot of things going on here. So um, you definitely want to be looking through the uh, anti-click through in a sense. So like if they're not actually looking at it and then just, Mm -hmm. sweeping right through it. And um, it's also a really good idea if you have a good mental image of say, who you're talking to as in like your customer avatar. Um, And that way you won't have this uh, quote unquote spaghetti on the wall effect um, and actually create some content that they're looking for um, but the main sort of question I have is like, cause I know Russell Brunson talks about in Traffic Secrets, um, you want to be recording, documenting the journey in a sense of like your progress. So that way you can build a lot of rapport. It's like the attractive uh-huh. character. So how would you find that balance between content and showing parts of your life that, are, like you said, that needed to be valuable? Um, but they kind of show who you are a little bit as well.
1: Yeah. So it's just going to be, if it's spaghetti, then yeah, it's not that epic. If it's the most epic meal ever, then it's okay even if your audience has nothing to do with food. So if things in your life are actually going on that you you can just put yourself in your follower's shoes and say, if I was watching this of someone that I didn't really know that much and there may be a business that I was considering doing work with, you know, what would I think of it? And I, I say this with a grain of salt because you also don't want to judge yourself too much about posting stuff and just not post things at all. Um, that's not what I'm trying to yes. uh, communicate with your audience and make them, you know, just paralyzed like, oh, I don't know if this is good and just not post anything. So you do post your journey. Absolutely. And you, it is good to have a story up uh, daily if you can do it. But I, I just, to the I, I try to emphasize that if you have to force the content just to post something, then that's when it's okay not to post. Otherwise, documenting your journey, I think you can always do that and provide value as you're talking about your journey. Yeah,
0: totally, totally. At the same time. Mm -hmm.
1: So don't just tell them about what you're doing. Tell them about what you're doing and why you're doing it and why they might want to too.
0: Exactly. Why it's important, um, maybe a lesson you've learned along the way, those sort of things. Um, I think it's going to be a lot more valuable than saying, hey, I'm on the computer finding leads. Like, great, no one gives a shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, or just like going to lunch today, trying to find something. (laughs) Chick-fil-a line is so long. If you're just saying that just to say something, then that's when you're going to lose people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, let's, let's move on to story ads. Cause, uh, the other day now I haven't been on Instagram for a while. Um, that's why I kind of got you the show, but the other day, back when I used to run Instagram ads, you could only do it for 15 seconds. And then the other day I saw someone with three 15 second little segments, uh, doing an ad now. So, I must live under a rock or something, but things have changed a little bit. But uh, could you give us a bit of a snapshot of say like what's working right now with uh story ads?
1: Yeah. So when you run a Facebook paid ad, which is also the same as Instagram uh, it's usually you're just going to click automatic placement. If you know what I'm talking about, it's going to yep. ask where do you want to put this ad? Most people choose automatic placement. So it's going to be on story. If you're going to make an ad specifically for story, then The main thing to note is that, and this goes with regular ads too, the biggest mistake people make with their ad is they try to sell their product on the ad or or their service when the selling takes place on the landing page. So use your verbiage to sell the click, right? And stop talking about, like most people's marketing is just our business exists, give us your money. And they just basically say, like, here's this thing. Like, hey, coffee cups on sale, eight dollars. And they're like, I don't know why no one's swiping up. And it's just you have to be that captivating nowadays. So, just throw me one example. Throw me an example of a business that you know is more common uh, for your listeners.
0: A business that is more common for them, as in like a product or a service.
1: Sure, it could either one.
0: Okay. Let's say coffee. Uh, no, we already say coffee cups. Um, let's say, no. Um, let's say a wallet.
1: Okay. So, and let's say it's like those cool new wallets where it's uh, it's not like a leather folding wallet. It's like one <clears throat> of those metal things that all your cards go in. And yep. It's like super compact. So typically with online sales, the way to really get the most bang for your buck, uh, advertising anywhere, is that you Typically, you don't send right to a product purchase page. You're going to collect their email first. So if they don't finish the checkout, you can follow back up with them. So let's say that you did uh, some kind of opt-in about, let's see, what could it be? Uh, seven style hacks for men in 2020. Yep. Uh, seven style hacks to attract the girl that of your dreams, like something like that, like that yep. just exactly what your client wants. Like if, this is a wallet for men, obviously what a, a lot of guys want, they do want girls. So like, it's, it's getting your head away from wallet on sale to, all right, what do my dream customers really want? And then how do I play into that? So then if you did some kind of style hack and then you got like their email, and then on the back end or in that document, it introduces your wallet. And then now you have their email to, you know, nurture them over time because most yep. sales aren't going to be that spontaneous. Like you have to have perfect copy, perfect audience, and just uh, already a very trusted brand and the customer who is already looking to buy it yep. to like get someone to buy your ad on the first time but it doesn't take more than one time of someone seeing your ad to grab their email a lot of the time. So that's why a lot of online marketing, uh, if Instagram story ads or, or not it is going to be sending to a landing page first.
0: Yep. Okay. This is uh, really, really interesting because it goes back to um, Eugene Schwartz's breakthrough advertising. And what you are saying before is what people are trying, what people have been doing is that they've been leading with the product Um, and you only lead with the product unless they are hot traffic. Like they really know who you are. They really trust you. But Mm -hmm. if you're talking to cold traffic, which is in the most case, like in ads, you're leading with the problem. Okay. And the problem they might have is that they probably don't feel confident that they can attract the girl they want. For instance, they don't feel confident that they can go to a lunch and they can put their wallet on the table and doesn't look tacky. Something like that. Exactly. So, uh, that's the real essence of what you're saying. And I think that's uh, very, very valuable to my listeners. Um, so yes. And, um, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, while we're on the topic of story ads, um, 15 seconds versus there was three little bars I saw there. There's 15 seconds versus 45 seconds. Are there uh-huh. advantages or disadvantages for doing shorter or longer?
1: Yeah. So I am not exactly sure how long it is right now. I think it might be 60 seconds, which would be four story yep. ads back to back. So I I look at it also when I'm just doing stories for my own audience, what I like to do. So when I do a swipe, let, let me talk about just my own story right now, regardless of the paid ad. So on there, I like to do rather than, new blog post swipe up and that's the only story about it. I'll have a story that will be like new blog post on this and i will have the swipe up link. Then they go to the next one. Here's what you're going to learn. Blah, 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 blah. And it has the swipe up link. Then the next one, this article, blah, 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 blah. And it has a swipe up link. I'm going to try to create three or four back to back that all have the swipe up link. Cause you need to give people a little more time to take action to leave Instagram than yep. a single story post. So whenever I have a swipe up link, which you have to be over 10K unless you're running paid ads. So if you're over 10K, then you can do this organically. Um, But even if you're not doing it organically, you can still put link in bio at and then your account handle on four story posts back to back. Whenever there's a call to action to get a link to swipe up link or go to my bio, they're all going to be back to back because you're going to get much better results like that. I love adding up like the clicks from all like it's usually like three to five story posts. It's always going to be way more like the, the second, third are going to have way more clicks than the first one even. So I always back them up then with, with that being said, then yeah, it usually is going to be really good to have multiple story posts back to back because if it only is one button press for them to be done, most of them will be like, this is an ad or this is something from someone I don't know, click off. Before they even get to it, it could have been the best product or service that they needed right then so badly, but they didn't even look at it. But if they try to do it once and they try to tap through it and you're still there, and then maybe in those couple seconds, they read a couple words on your ad that actually do call out to them, then you can keep them, which is why the headline is so important. So on your story ad, if it's going to be a text based ad, you need to make sure that the font of your most valuable point, the thing that is calling out your audience, the thing that you really want them to stop, the value that you're really trying to give them needs to be a larger font size than the rest of it. Human eyes will always naturally navigate to the biggest font first. And there's other things with it, like they're more likely to look at the text on the left than the right first. They're more likely to look at things on the top than the bottom first. Mm -hmm. So if it's going to be uh, left and right align, then yeah, top left is where you're going to put your most valuable point. Otherwise, top middle, if it's going to be more of a centered ad, uh, mm-hmm. if it's going to be talking, then uh, yeah, then that's when, if you're going to do an Instagram story ad, that's when you want to be more scripted or very concise because you're not going to be able to say, um, or let me think of an example or anything like that with cold traffic and expect them to keep listening to you.
0: Yeah. Okay, exactly. So, And would you actually use, say, like a little speech bubble uh, as a headline if you were chatting as well?
1: That's a good point. Uh, so a stat that came out in the last couple of months was that 80% of videos are watched on mute on Instagram. That stat is probably a little skewed right now since everyone's at home. But mm-hmm. even when people are in college and class, they're still watching their stories. That's why yeah. it's auto-muted until you press your volume up because they know like you could be watching this at work and your boss is in front of you and you're just like, whatever, I'm just doing this. So I do like to have transcriptions of pretty much all of my videos, especially a headline. So this would be, if I'm going to do a a video of me talking rather than just doing me talking, you want at the very top, a headline that is going to stop the scroll or tell them a result that is like exactly what they want that they're going to get out of it if I just posted, like I posted a video, it's like a week or two ago, uh, a lot of people are getting very bad hashtag impressions, like really low hashtag impressions. Yep. And at the very top, it just says low hashtag impressions, question mark. And the fact that I have that is going to be the first component to get them to stop and be curious to watch out my video. Otherwise, in the first five seconds of your video, even if the the next 10 seconds after that was going to be value bombs like crazy if the first 5 seconds was hey guys i just wanted to hop on here real quick and skip like yeah. it, and tell you how to make a million dollars in 10 minutes like they won't even get there because yeah. the first 5 seconds you already lost them because they don't know what the video is about so the top title has to tell them what the video is about so that it's actually otherwise it's like you're getting them to read a book without like them knowing what the book is about so it's title of your video. And then I like to do transcriptions on the bottom. Uh, So, because otherwise it kind of screws with the algorithm. If someone, even if they really want to watch that video, if they're in class or in a position where they can't watch uh, with volume, Mm -hmm. they're just going to skip through that video and Instagram engagement algorithm is going to see that as, Oh, they didn't even watch their content. They skipped off right on by exactly so i don't want them to like see my video and skip on right away so transcriptions are pretty key
0: yeah yeah when you say transcriptions um captions or like subtitles exactly yeah okay cool yep Mm -hmm. all right and that makes sense um this is real really really interesting um just while we're on the art of doing a story ad because this is all really fascinating um you know is Do people, because I know like just like baseline cinematography, people pay more attention if you're changing angles, there's movement, different environments. Um, Does that still apply to story ads?
1: Yeah, I think the easiest hack for people that don't have equipment yet is to use natural light that's going to really help your, your phone capture your face in more definition. I mean, like even right now, I have a light on my face. And before I had it on, my face was a shadow. So having some kind of light is really key for like one of the first things if you're going to invest in any kind of equipment, like a $20 to $40 ring light, uh, th- that's going the cheap route for ring lights at least really helps. Um, otherwise, using natural light is great. Mm-hmm. If you do have a background behind you that is mountainous, Uh, for sure. If I'm going to do a paid ad, like whenever you're doing a paid ad, you're trying to make it as perfect as you can. You're about to ideally dump thousands of dollars into it, hundreds of thousands, if everything works great. So make it with that intention rather than, you know what, I could just do it with this plain background, like a parking lot behind me. That's not going to stop the scroll as much. So if I'm doing a paid ad, I might go on a hike just for the sake of filming this. If I'm just making a video for my audience, then that's when you're, you know, I can't go on a hike every day just to
0: film a story. Yep. And that's a good point because some people would definitely not go to the effort to drive to the mountains to do that. Um, Whereas, you know, like people at home with coronavirus are like, oh heck, I'm just going to pull up my phone in my bedroom and start recording an ad because that's what everyone else is doing. Um, and, uh, but like you said, if, if they're skipping past it, then your ad costs are going to go up. Even if you've got the perfect script, the perfect hook, um, comes down to that initial first few seconds. So Mm -hmm. yeah, this is all really, really good. All right. Let's, uh, let's shift a little bit towards content. We're almost at the end here. Um, and, uh, I just wanted to, it was really curious because, you know, everyone's got different styles, Instagram influencers just post them at the beach drinking drinks or whatnot, but um if it comes to actually building a business, what's sort of what's um what kind of like uh ratio would you need between lifestyle and valuable content?
1: Yeah, that's a great question because people ask that too about uh posting their product too much on their Instagram. Like a lot of e-commerce Instagrams are just here's our product, here's our product, here's our product, and they just do it over and over. And that actually does work for artists to post yeah. their paintings over and yeah. over, but it doesn't work if I'm selling, you know, coffee cups over and over. Uh, the the exact number answer, I mean, I love, whenever I get these kind of questions, I would love to just be like 20 to 75 to 5% this. I can just give you an exact answer, but it is going to come into play with like what you're trying to sell. Because like for artists, like I, I had a student in one of my programs that I was like, I was telling everyone like, stop posting your product so much. And she stopped doing that. And then she told me, she's like, it's not working that well. I'm like, why'd you stop posting your art? She's like, you said, stop posting products too much. I'm (laughs) like, Oh, you're an exception. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so your lifestyle, I think, um, when entrepreneurs are newer is when they have to post less lifestyle. And then once you're bigger then you can post more lifestyle. So for me, uh, right now. So like my e-commerce account has like 47,000 followers, but my Instagram marketing account has like 2,200. I found that when I try to go, uh, look at my lifestyle, even it's not like I'm like that high up as an entrepreneur that I've got a Lamborghini or any of the other stuff to flash people like that. When you do have that level of lifestyle, obviously it's easier to promote your lifestyle until then. So people don't care about your lifestyle until they, they know you. And if someone has like a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, they can post their lifestyle. And if someone goes and finds their page, they're like, who is this person? Like they don't even have to know them to just be like, okay, a hundred thousand followers. They're important in some way. And it's a little bit more. Okay. When you're a niche, if you're like trying to build an account, like if if I'm looking at just an extreme example of an account that's under a hundred followers, that's just posting lifestyle all the time. Unless their lifestyle is incredible, they're going to not really gain followers. So at the beginning, you have to be niche down and just focus on what free value can I provide that is designed to attract my dream followers. That is the entire point of Instagram and really all social media is What mm-hmm. free value content can I design to attract my initial followers? So for me, it was a lot easier for me to build like Instagram marketing tip. Just like not, it has nothing to do with me. No ego stroking for me. I'm not showing you what I own or whatever. I'm literally just trying to teach people stuff. That worked a lot better for me at the beginning. So I'd say as you move along your entrepreneur journey and people get to know you, then you naturally will post more lifestyle. Otherwise, it's um, should to give you the exact you know a number kind of like you're asking for. I'd say over seventy percent of it uh, should be pure value. For your followers,
0: yeah, yeah, totally. Um, that makes sense. Um, it doesn't make sense, especially if you're living in a basement and you're like, "Guys, you should uh, definitely follow me." Um, yeah. You know, there should be a little bit of mystique behind it. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but but um, what what I really teach on storytelling secrets, and I just want to hear your opinion on this. Um, you can still definitely deliver that content. Someone can still get to know you if you wrap it around a story, um, especially if it's happened in. Um, Your everyday life. And um, that way, still people can really get to know you. There isn't that lifestyle factor, but you're getting that two for one combo out of it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Stories is humongous for entrepreneurs in any business nowadays to be able to communicate their product or service message without sounding too salesy and, you know, explaining it properly. Like, there's a reason why text like, like the bible is all stories and parables right to teach things and it's just is a much more effective way to teach something
0: yeah it's so effective it sticks and um it's uh one of it's just really fun to do as well um and while we're on the topic of that so second last question how important do you feel like the the story copy or the copywriting is in the captions um because picture paints a thousand words but then what's going to capture them at the, at the bottom there as well.
1: Yeah. So it actually goes back to what kind of account you are. <clears throat> so basically there's uh if I'm going to summarize the post into two simple formats, it's usually going to be an awesome piece of content with a short caption or like a single image with a long caption. Yeah. So, there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that like to just post like, here's a picture of me doing whatever. And then in the caption, I'm going to go on for like three to five paragraphs about something. And that's great. I think even if you are an entrepreneur who deems that as part of your content strategy, you still should mix in some, uh, content that like the whole value is in the video or the picture. So that's right. where it is. Yeah. You want to have a certain amount of value in your post. Uh, you're, you're not going to post a, an awesome video about something and then go off on a tangent that's completely unrelated though, yeah. right? You're not going to just like force your caption to be long if it doesn't need to be. Yep. So sometimes I'll just post like a picture uh, of something that's really simple or like a little hack that I like to do to get a post to go viral and still communicate my message is just take a trending viral post. Doesn't have to do anything with your industry. Like literally, Mm -hmm. you can give me any meme template, in any business, and I can make a meme for your business. And you guys can do it too. It just takes a little bit of getting creative, of just, all right, what's a, start with what's a trending viral video right now. And usually it's just like viral video. And then at the top it's like, oh me as a me as a mom, right? Like whatever it says at the top, it's usually just simple text like that. Then just switch it to be some kind of parody. Of like the cust of like uh, dumb customers a lot of times in your industry I kind of like make fun of people who don't buy from me in memes like really indirectly, um, but in those then so yeah like then I'll go like long caption to explain like a truly valuable point but that piece of content will trend so I can actually get my message out so really. There's, uh, again, to go back to like the, the major types of posts you're going to do, you're either going to do one that you're just trying to get to go viral and find you mm-hmm. new followers, or you're just going to post something for your own following with no regard to, I don't even care how well this does. I'm just trying to get this message to go out to my followers. So um, it has to have enough likability factor in your post. So if the yep. content doesn't have enough, then yeah, it needs to be provided in the caption Uh, But yeah, it's usually one or the other, um, even though the the caption can be used to complement. So yeah, to answer your question simply, it doesn't have to be long, but I think if you are going to do it long, do spaces. Don't have it be one chunk paragraph or or they won't start. It's great to do things like blah, 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 blah. What you'll learn, colon, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, emoji. It's good to use emojis and spaces and bullet points and different formatting so that people aren't scared to read this big chunk. And a lot of times people have their caption immediately tied to their hashtags, starting a space after their last sentence. So get your captions away from, Mm -hmm. or uh, yeah, your hashtags and just make it neater.
0: Yep, so it's all about delivering that value, probably like 80% of what you're saying inside of the actual post itself, whether it's a meme, video, post, and uh, for that extra 20%, if you still wanna capture those audience, do not make them afraid to read it. Make it super simple to read, very digestible. Um, and that's how you're going to write that winning caption. Mm-hmm.
1: Cool. Long captioning to be incredible though, especially for paid ads because the people who actually do read the whole yeah. ad are going to be really qualified customers.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's like a different episode we could definitely go into. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Last one I want to talk to you about is... um. What is the biggest storytelling, story-selling mistake you're seeing on the Instagram platform right now?
1: Hmm. As far as storytelling goes, I think it's people jumping on their story and they weren't ready at all to talk yet. They just had something, they had an idea of what they wanted to say. They jump on there, they have a lot of ums, they don't have their examples ready. And because they're not consistently delivering value and they don't really get to a point quick enough, Or when they do, they just don't explain it well. Like for instance, like anytime you record, if you record yourself doing, I'm going to talk about this for 60 seconds and then you stop and then you instantly start again. As soon as you finish, it will almost always be better that second time. So have a little bit more rehearsal. Uh, It's even okay. Like I I'm all for scripting stuff too. Like I I've been against it in some scenarios because it's like, Oh, then it's not natural. But when you're on a timer, if you're trying to get out a piece of value, especially if it's like a regular post and you only have a minute, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times scripting it can, can help. Um, So people doing people going on uh, with, without any kind of plan of what they're going to say and with no intention of where they're going with it is an issue. The other issue is that they're modeling people that they shouldn't be modeling. So It's common to be like, okay, who has a lot of Instagram followers? I'll just do what they're doing. You can't post on your story like Selena Gomez does and expect people to care. You can't post your day-to-day life. She can literally post anything, and because it's coming from her, it's fine. Um, But you need to realize that if you're really trying to gain a big audience and you've got 300 followers, then you don't need to be posting – just to post. It's going to keep going back to that. Don't post just to post, just be more intentional with what you're doing. So yeah. that would be my simple answer is they're not very intentional of what they're actually of like who they're actually talking to They don't have their listener avatar defined. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're never really talking to anyone specifically. And I think when you get on your camp, uh, on your story, uh, and this is on a podcast or laying down content anywhere is knowing that people are going to consume it as one person at a time and a lot of times we talk as hey everyone blah 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 and we're talking to everyone but it will be consumed by one person yes so to be more natural and a little bit less uh just generic with how you're talking i think it is always a good idea to once you know who that listener avatar is to imagine that you're talking just the one person Mm-hmm. as you do it
0: yeah yeah this is a really good point to, to wrap up um like you said it is uh, all about building rapport with your audience at the very beginning and um there's no way to build better rapport than to talk directly to that person that's why um it's a bad idea saying email to say hey guys but if you say hey and say the first name, first name. and so <laughs> always yeah <laughs> and if you're always addressing say just talking to that person directly saying you not using plurals um that's going to really help and of course like you said um every time i've noticed this as well every time that i've gone to record a second uh selfie video for a piece of content it's almost always got more brevity more clarity um it gets the point there's less um and ahs and those are the little things that just add up to someone just clicking past your stories and the whole point of this interview, like we've been drilling down, is like you do not want them to just click past your story. You want them to actually be watching. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it, it really can be the the difference of if you say, hey, guys, just want to hop on here really quick to tell you how to make a million dollars this week, rather than, hey, guys, I want to teach you how to make a million dollars this week. Right from the beginning can really be the difference of someone watching out your entire video or not.
0: Hey, I want to teach you how to make a million dollars. There we go. Yeah. Hey, yeah. All right, Derek. Yeah, you got it, yeah. <laughs> Derek. It's been a it's a really good chat today. Um, I've I've learned a lot from this. Um, how can my listeners find you? Have you got something free to give away? You're more than welcome to do uh, a little pitch or a plug. Go for it.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um. So I've got the Instagram Marketing Secrets podcast. That's where you find me out. Uh, at this point, there's 87 episodes, 88 coming out tomorrow. So generally, if you've got a specific question you can probably find an episode that addresses it. I really make my titles to be as uh, value-packed as possible so you can know exactly what is going to be in that episode. So feel free to search through those. Those are all free, obviously. Um, A viral posting guide that I came out with too that's 10 pages step-by-step is one of the best free resources that I have too. Um, For people who have not figured out how to get their post to trend yet, that is where I would start. Um, I'll give you the link for it because it's actually not, or actually I do have a a, a shortened link for it. It's tinyurl.com slash IGM viral. So IGM like Instagram marketing viral, tinyurl.com slash IGM viral. You can get my viral posting guide. That's for those of you who are struggling to get your post to trend at all. And then for those of you who are ready to actually sell stuff. So this is one of the more things that I'm known for with my Instagram. Marketing is being able to blow up a social media presence in a week or two without posting all the time. So I actually just did this last week. Uh, I put $1,000 into paid ads on Facebook and Instagram running a giveaway Mm -hmm. and that generated uh, 5,000 emails, 2,000 Instagram followers, 1,000 or 1,100 Facebook page likes and 900 YouTube subscribers uh, running this giveaway in a format that I do. And it cost me a thousand bucks, which really isn't that bad to get 5,000 targeted emails and then plus all those other things. So uh, that's just something I teach people that exact giveaway model in my masterclass. So it's an hour long because it takes a while to explain that model. But that has been the main thing that I teach to people for them to get results right away. So that's igmsecrets.com slash masterclass. That is free as well. But that's for those of you who are ready to blow up your social presence and start selling
0: stuff. Awesome stuff. I'm going to keep all three of those links. So that is the masterclass, the website and the viral posting link freebie as well. Derek, thank you so much for coming on to storytelling secrets today.
1: Absolutely. Jules. Thanks for having me.